You are listening to Victory in the Bang podcast. In any battle we face in life, it is important that those who follow Christ know how the battle ends. Let's find out what it means to truly win and be victorious in this message by Pastor Sam Webb. Well, it's great to be here. The first time I visited Alabama, there were about 400 people in a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> and uh, very dark in that particular place. Uh, not spiritually dark, but physically dark. It's great to be here. Pastor Ariel and Shirley are some of our favorite people, and we just love and appreciate all that God is doing here in the team that has been raised up to help lead you into uh, greater things in God. My very first uh, spiritual dream that I ever had, I was 19 years of age. And contrary to popular opinion, I was young once. It's been a while back, but I was young once. And I was 19 years of age, and I had a dream about ministry in Asia. Now, if you would understand this, in Texas at that particular time, I grew up in Texas, there were not a lot of Asians hanging around in the town that I grew up of 1,927 people. There are more people in this room than there were in my town that I grew up in. And I had this dream about ministry in Asia. And I had probably seen maybe two or three Asians in my experience at that particular time. So it shows that God is a speaking God and He can speak to us totally out of the context of our understanding. And so I wasn't born out in this area, but I got here as quick as I could. And so Nancy and I come and we love coming to be with you folks here. Uh, we just sang a song, we hold on to every promise you've spoken. God is speaking God. He speaks into our lives, and you and I need to hold on to those things that God has said. And so, as 19 years old, I, I didn't know a whole lot about the Bible, but I began to learn and to grow. And now, just in Japan, I've been to Japan over 50 times now. Just And this white boy that grew up in Texas in a town of 1,927 people, I was back there recently, and the, it still says 1,927 people. I know somebody died and was born, but it still says I don't know, maybe they never changed that. I want to speak tonight uh, just for a few minutes about winning in Him. As an individual, you were created, there's 1,200 winners in here tonight. There's no losers in this room. And whatever you've walked through as an individual, whatever challenge that you're facing, whatever difficulty that's in your life, you are not a loser. 
In him, you are a winner. When I was in high school, in, in Texas, uh, football is uh, very popular. Not soccer, but American football. In uh, the Philippines, every boy that's born is born with a basketball in his hand. But in Texas, the boys are born with a football in their hands. And God is up here, and football is up here in Texas. I know basketball is not up, we won't go there. But we were playing this team, and they had been winning 90 to nothing. They had been beating teams 60 to nothing, 50 to nothing. And then we were coming up. I weighed about 160 pounds in those days. I weigh a little more now. But at that particular time, that night, we got beat 66 to zip. Wow. All night, we just chased up and down the field. That'd be like a basketball game that was 200 to nothing. When you think, when you translate it into a basketball game. But we, Denver City won. We were losers. We lost the game, but we weren't losers. We, uh, but here's what I want you to grab a hold of tonight. Jesus won, and because he won, we win also. Wow. There are no losers here tonight. Could you, in Japan, they, they put their finger on their nose. Would you mind doing this for me? Don't put it in your nose, but put it on your nose. And say with me, I am a winner. You are not a loser. You're a winner in Jesus Christ. Because he won, you win also. Now, Think about this. The scripture declares in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, thanks be to God, who in Christ always, say that with me, always leads us in triumph. He always is leading us into victory. He's always, it doesn't matter exactly where you are in your faith tonight. It doesn't uh, exactly uh, mean because that you're going through difficulties in your family, your marriage, your situations, your health, your finances. Jesus Christ always leads us into triumph. Not sometimes. Say the word with me. Always. Say it again. Always. Say it again. Always. Point to your finger, neighbor and say, always. And then the Bible goes on and says, as trophies of Christ's victory. We, we, we're a trophy. You're sitting next to a classy, super trophy. Tonight there's trophies. This whole house 
it's trophies of grace and faith. And inside of you is a precious, priceless faith which Jesus Christ won. And now you're a winner because of what Jesus Christ has accomplished. The faith that's in your life, even though it may be small, can be stirred, can be activated, can be uh, released, and amazing things can happen in your life. One day one of my friends asked me to go to the hospital with him. He was a, a vice president of an airline, asked me to go visit his friend that used to work for him. And I walked into the room, as, uh, and they had him on all these machines. And if you've ever been into a hospital room like that, and all those machines, and beacon, and all that kind of things, I had a hard time praying because of all those machines. And so I said, Lord, in your mercy, reach down and touch this man. So a couple of days later, I go up there, to the hospital because it's right near the church. And as I walked in, the bed was empty. And I thought, oh no, he died. <laughs> My faith. <laughs> you know, because of those machines, I, I was condemning myself. And the lady says, oh, he's in the next room. I walk in there and the guy is sitting up in his bed. Two days before, he was totally comatose, and he came out of that. Guess what? That same faith is inside of your life. The same faith is inside of your heart to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God. He always leads us in triumph. We're trophies of His grace. Our Lord, His life, when he lived upon this earth, his whole ministry, his birth, his supernatural birth, his life, his development in ministry, his ministering to people was all preparation for the biggest battle of history. Now, Philippines has been touched by war. Hawaii has been touched by war. The U.S. has had battles in it. But the greatest battle in history happened upon the cross of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus was on this earth, He was preparing for that battle. And as He prepared for that battle, you can't necessarily see it in the natural, but behind the scene of the cross was all of this host of hell that was saying, we defeated this man. We defeated this Son of God. He is defeated because we put Him on that cross and He's going to die. But what they did not know, because He had no sin, when He won the battle for you and I, when He won the battle, He came out of that grave roaring like a lion, accomplishing great things for you and I. He won the battle. Can you say amen? amen? Now, the Scripture declares that. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, I like, I like to think, I've got a vivid imagination. 
The witnesses are the ones that are in Hebrews chapter 11. The hall of faith. You see men and women that stirred their lives. Their lives were uh, affected by so many different kinds of things. And they activated their faith. And great things happened. But I like to think I've got a vivid imagination that says we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. When they're looking down at you and I, look at me just a moment, they're not saying, well, what a loser. <laughs> they're not saying that. They're saying, we won. We accomplished great things through our faith. And guess what? You can accomplish great things through your faith. They're looking down on this great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews chapter 11 said, We did it. You can do it too. We accomplished great things through our faith. You can accomplish great things through your faith. We are winners because He won the battle upon that cross for you. He paid the price for every single situation that you face. And He won. And guess what? We win also. Now, one day I was reading my Bible. By the way, that's a good thing to do. Because God speaks to us out of His Word. And I like words. And as I began to study this particular a portion of Scripture I was reading in, in the book of Jude, verse 3. Let me read that particular verse. It says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation. In Hawaii, we say we talk story. I don't know what your Filipino term is for that, but you're talking with one another. They said, we want to talk story about salvation. But all of a sudden, he was captured by something. And he said, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you. He said, I want to call you near. I want to challenge you. I want to stir you up. And he said, to contend for the faith was what once for all delivered to the saints. Delivered to the people of God. In other words... All of us, myself included, need to be exhorted to contend and stir our faith up. Every single one of us, your pastors, have to be stirred up in faith. You and I have to be stirred up in our faith. And so we call one another near. We believe with one another. You've got a priceless, precious amazing faith inside of your life. It just needs to be stirred up. Now, so I begin to look at this word, contend. And it's amazing. It's a, the Greek word is where we get our word agonize. It's something that we, we stir ourselves. And I found out there are four parts to the definition of this word. And when, it, when I, I, I just showed Pastor Ariel this just a moment ago, it, it's amazing the, the richness of the language, the biblical language. And there are four things. When Jesus went to the cross, He 
won this battle in these four areas. First of all, it's uh, to contend for the prize. The prize that you and I are after is to bring glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not the prize to have our names written uh, on the side of buildings or the prize that we would receive the glory. The greatest thing about life is that you and I were created to bring glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be happy. You want to know something that will make you happy? Bring glory to God. Give glory to God. When something transpires within your life, learn to bring credit and honor and glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we were created. And uh, we need to contend. So when Jesus, the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before Him, what joy was that? He endured the cross. The joy was He brought credit and glory and honor to the Lord. And also, the joy was that He reached your life and my life. So, the first part of this definition is we were created to bring glory to our Lord. This faith that you and I have got, it's made, it was designed to bring honor and glory to our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, David, in the Bible, Remember, he faced Goliath. The great leaders of Israel at that particular time, Saul and all of his warriors, had been intimidated by this giant Goliath. One time in Hawaii, anybody ever seen this giant Korean? There's one giant Korean guy. I mean like the guy is up there, way up there. And uh, we have a very famous sumo uh, wrestler. He's actually uh, elevated to the top level of sumo and his name's Akibono. But Akibono got bored after he retired in sumo and decided he would go into boxing. And he got in the ring with the Korean guy, and the Korean guy knocked him out just like that. I was at one of our shopping centers one day, and all of a sudden, it was right after that fight, this Korean guy walks in front of me, and I go, whoa, my goodness, what a giant. Anyway, what happened with, the, with these warriors? They got tired in the battle. They were weary. Their faith was weak because Goliath came out and began to intimidate them. The same way the issues of life start intimidating you and intimidating me. Sickness, finances, all these kind of things come out and bellow against our lives and shout against us and say, you loser! And he began to harass. And all of a sudden, those mighty warriors began to sink and sink in their lives. These were not, uh, you know, weak men. These were mighty men that began to be intimidated 
by the assault of the enemy through Goliath's life. How many of us in our lives get intimidated by the circumstances and situations of life and we, we just lose heart? But all of a sudden, David had been out connecting with his God, stirring his faith, dealing with issues, lions, bears came against the flock. All of a sudden, God began to rise up inside of David. So David comes over to check out his brothers and to take them some cheese and some uh, pancit and a few other things. Bullet and all of that. And as he was, was there, he was talking with some of the guys and then all of a sudden that giant comes out and bellows at the crowd. I mean, this is in the Bible. I'm not making it up. They, the warriors ran. You see, when you and I, are, we go through our faith struggles and the difficulties of life begin to happen, somehow we can't face things like we should. But guess what? He won. So we win also. And David all of a sudden began to come out of his mouth. Who is this giant? Who is this one that intimidates the people of God? Who are those circumstances that come against your life? Whatever situation that happens in your life. You, it's not going to be you that's going to eat me. I'm going to eat you up and feed you to the birds. Wow. I mean, all of a sudden, go there in that particular, this is in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Look at these words. David begins to say, this, was, this is a 16-year-old kid that his faith was activated. The same kind of faith you've got inside of your life. The same kind of heart that's in you. There's a mighty faith that's inside of your life. You're not a loser. Your faith is not a loser. You're not a loser. You're not a loser. You're not a loser. All of a sudden, David comes out of his mouth. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Wow. I mean, wow. And this very day, I'll give your carcasses to the Philip. I said, Philistines. <laughs> Army to the birds and the wild animals. And look at this. The whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. Here, this young man says, the credit is not going to David. The credit is that the whole world will know that there's a God. The faith that's in me is for bringing the faith that's in you that your finances struggle with is when He brings a victory and so God can have the credit. So God can have when someone gets healed. 
when God breaks up a situation in which the enemy has had you captive. So that's number one. Number two definition of that word is to contend with an adversary. That means to defeat the devil. To glorify God and defeat the devil. When Jesus was on that cross, he defeated every single devil. There's not one that is not defeated. You know what? The Bible calls him a liar and it calls him the father of lies. The only authority that he has over you and over myself is to lie to us. He tells us lies all the time. And what happens is when the Word of God is not active inside of our hearts and the faith of God is not acting, you begin to believe those lies in your mind. And come on, you know that that's true. The enemy lies to you. You will not amount to anything. Who do you think you are that you can become financially prosperous? Who do you think you are that you can believe for the salvation of your family? Who do you think you are that you can see a breakthrough in your life? That's when he challenges the words of God. Now, there was a woman one day when Jesus went into a certain area. The Bible says she was bent over like this. Just like this. For 18 years, she was bent over like this. And the Bible says this. That Satan had done this in this woman's life. Now, not every disease is Satan-based, or not every situation is a demonic thing. Sometimes it's you and I ate too much. Sometimes <laughs> too much balut you ate. <laughs> but that particular day, Jesus walked up to her, and the faith was released in Jesus' life. And here's what happened. Look. Boom! She stood up straight. And Jesus began to say, Satan bound this woman for 18 years. And Jesus defeated that man. Bring glory to God. The second thing to defeat the devil. The third thing is to contend with difficulties and dangers. Did you know that the most dangerous thing on the earth is not sarin gas, is not ETSA and traffic time, it's not uh, the hydrogen or the, elect or the neutron bomb or any kind of bomb. The most dangerous thing on the earth is sin. It has destroyed more lives than anything. It's touched every single human life. My family has a history of alcoholism. That's, and that's, uh, there's, the Bible calls it in the Old Testament iniquity, tendency toward. And so, thank God that in my life, God woke that power of sin and that tendency toward. 
My son had struggled with alcohol, but God broke that power. And upon that cross, Jesus dealt with the sin and the difficulties of life. Sin and sickness, Jesus Christ dealt with that. And so you and I don't have to be defeated by all of those situations. By sin, you believe in your lives that you can't overcome the situations that are in your life. You can't overcome homosexuality. You can't overcome sexual addictions. You can't overcome cigarettes. You can't overcome the addictions of life, whatever it may be. But Jesus Christ broke the power, broke the power of sin. You know, one day, right after I first began to serve Christ, there was a, I was out one day and I was working for the government measuring acreage. Uh, you call it hectares here. And so I had to measure. And as I pulled up to this particular area where I had to measure, all of a sudden, you know, I just knew it was God said, you're going to see a rattlesnake. So in Texas, people are fearful of rattlesnakes. They're, they're very dangerous. And so I went out. I didn't stomp through the... I went to the bed. And so I, all of a sudden, I put down one of the stakes and I hear the Now, it was a baby rattler. I just want you to know baby rattlers are dangerous. And baby sins are dangerous too. Now, I jumped a little bit and took off landing, but I came back and killed that thing. And you may jump at some of the things that the enemy brings against your life, but guess what? It is defeated. Every sin, baby sins, big sins, small sins, little sins, whatever size sin, it is defeated. Jesus Christ paid that price upon that cross. The last one is to endeavor to obtain something. That means people. What we're reaching out to is believing for your family, believing for your friends. What you can be successful in reaching family and friends. My brother, for years, made fun of my faith. I could not uh, talk to him. But I prayed for him regularly. And as I prayed for him, one time, I was living on the island of Guam, and he sent me a recording. And at that particular time, that recording said, I've got something exciting. So I even knew he was coming to see me, or he got saved. Guess what? He got saved. Wow. I wasn't sure that my brother would get saved. But guess what? We want to obtain something. Jesus Christ paid the price so we could obtain and reach people 
and people that are precious to you, people that are your family, people that are your friends, Jesus Christ paid that price. Now, not too long ago, I was living on the island of Guam for a little while. And uh, as I was there, this uh, I built a relationship with this guy named Clarence. And Clarence, uh, you know, kind of, you know, in and out. But one day I just popped into my brain, called Clarence. And so, you know, in, in, uh, yeah. in, uh, in, in Philippines, it pops into your brain, you text them, right? All Filipinos are born like this, texting. <laughs> You're the fastest Texas in the world. I think you won the conference. No? So I just picked up the phone and called Clarence. Hey, Clarence, how you doing? How about coming to a small group with you? He told me later on, he said, Pastor Sam, I had a shotgun out and I was going to blow my head off on your phone. How many of us, next time somebody pops into my text, how you doing? Is everything all right? Put that gun down. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> Bringing glory to God. Defeating the devil. Defeating sin. Last of all, reach Today, you've got a precious, priceless faith. Get the worship team to come up and join us. We're going to sing that song Over all situations. And guess what? Because he reigns, you reign also. Because he won. We win also. Denver City, 66 to zip. They won, we lost. But guess what? In this life, he won, we win. Let's stand. The worship team, please come. Let's Whatever the situation that you're facing, whatever that situation is, you got faith. There's a precious, priceless faith that's inside of your heart. What you need to do is first of all, call on God. I'm in that light. Now I lay me down to sleep. Help! Call on Him. Call on God. Release, activate your faith with fresh. Stir it up, second thing, and take some action of faith in the areas which you're struggling with. Whatever it may be, begin that. Father, I just thank you for this precious, priceless thing in the lives of every single life that's here. Lord, I thank you tonight for just stirring and activating their faith, letting it come alive and fresh. 
power of that faith. I thank you for stirring it up inside of their hearts, releasing it in new dimensions, breaking down every barrier, every wall that has come up against their faith. I thank you for coming down in the name of Jesus. I thank you for healings taking place inside of people's. I thank you for marriages, healing, coming to financial difficulties. Thank you, Father, for breakthroughs morally, breakthroughs physically, breakthroughs in mental situations in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope you were inspired by that message. We invite you to learn and share about how to grow in your faith by joining a Victory Group today. Find out more from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and by liking our Facebook page at facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Thank you and stay connected.